0: What's up, everybody? This is the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast with a special presentation of the Valet 32 Tournament. I'm Tony, as you know, and I'm going to be taking you through the first round of the Valet 32 Tournament where we're taking the 32 greatest valets in the history of professional wrestling, putting them in a tournament where you, the listeners, the voters, decide who's going to be number one. This week, we're going to take you through the Fallen Angel region and the Original Diva regions for round one of the tournament. These 32 women were cultivated, uh, researched, and gone over and over again by myself, and of course, Matt and Kevin, and we came up with these 32, and we hope that you find this as exciting as we did trying to put it together. A little bit painstaking trying to figure out who deserved the spot in this prestigious tournament, but we did reach this result. We're bringing this 32 to you right now, and we're going to start off in the Fallen Angel region. Our first matchup sees Woman, the number one seed in the region, taking on number eight, Baby Doll. Now, if you've been following professional wrestling, you're no stranger to the career of Woman, aka Nancy Sullivan, aka Nancy Benoit. She got her start in Florida as the Fallen Angel, and she joined Kevin Sullivan's stable of Satanists. And that's where she started to make a name for herself. But she wound up in World Championship Wrestling, and she became the girlfriend, Robin Green, of Rick Steiner, of the Steiner Brothers. From there, she found her way to Eastern Championship Wrestling slash ECW that we all know and love. And she became the manager of the Sandman, leading him to the World Championship on several occasions and also managing Too Cold Scorpio. The tandem of Scorpio and Sandman held Tag Team Gold and Too Cold also held the World Television Championship. But not only that, she found her way back to WCW, wound up becoming a manager valet for Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, and then eventually went on to manage Chris Benoit. She's been in the game a long time. She made quite a name for herself. She is your number one seed. Taking on Nancy in the first round is the number eight seed in the Fallen Angel region, Baby Doll. Baby Doll came into world class championship wrestling uh, as a valet for Gino Hernandez. She found out that he was looking for a valet and actually reached out to world class and said, hey, I'd like to become a valet. And that's how her career in the, re- in the wrestling business was born. Now, Baby Doll herself actually spent some time actually wrestling, but when she came to Jim Crockett Promotions, she was known as the Perfect 10 and she was the valet for Tully Blanchard just before he started to join the Four Horsemen. And eventually, because of an incident where Tully Blanchard put his hands on Baby Doll, she wound up becoming the valet for the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. So she spent quite a bit of time there. Even managing Ric Flair when she eventually turned on Dusty Rhodes, and then spending the remainder of her career managing her th- husband Sam Houston. So there's your first round opening matchup in the Fall Angel region. Now we're going to take you to matchup number two, pitting the number four seeded China against the number five seeded Lita. Before China actually got into professional wrestling and wrestling for World Wrestling Entertainment, she was the valet for Triple H, a.k.a. Hearst Helmsley. She made a shocking debut when she ragdolled Marlena at ringside during a Triple H gold dust match, and she wound up being the spokesperson, the, the muscle behind both versions of D-Generation X. Now, this is before she actually started wrestling herself. She was a menacing presence, she took charge, and she is your number four seed in the Fallen Angel region. She takes on another woman who spent time as a manager before getting into professional wrestling and world wrestling entertainment, and that's Lita. After training in professional wrestling in Mexico, Lita's first stop was ECW, where she became the girlfriend-slash-manager of Danny Doring, known as Miss Congeniality. And after spending some time in ECW, she found her way to WWF, where she became the manager-slash-manager. Uh, I don't want to say muscle, but sort of like getting involved kind of assistant. To the one and only S.A. Rios. Now, after her time with S.A. Rios, she wound up moving on to uh, her teaming with the Hardy Boys. And before she got in the ring, she also played that character where she was there for inspiration, she was there for for her intellect, but she was also there to get involved when she needed to. And that's your second matchup in the Fallen Angel region. Number four, China takes on number five, Lita. Moving on to the next matchup, number three seeded Kimberly Page against number six, Dawn Marie. Now, when you hear the name Kimberly Page, right away you think of her uh, former husband Diamond Dallas Page and the Diamond Doll. Well, that's not only that's not the only involvement Kimberly Page had as a manager, as a valet, as a second in WCW. Let's take us back. Immediately after she uh, ended her relationship with Diamond the first time and uh, ended her relationship as the Diamond doll, she not only became Mark Merrow's uh, valet, but she also became the booty babe for the booty man himself, Brutus Beefcake. Then she spent some time working with the Nitro Girls before finding her way back to DDP's side and then eventually turning on DDP once again to become Kimber which I think was a very underrated character, if you ask me personally. But Kimberly Page, quite a career in WCW, valet for so many superstars. She takes on number six, Dawn Marie. Dawn Marie first found her way to extreme championship wrestling as the valet for Lance Storm under the moniker Tammy Lynn Bitch. And, of course, Lance Storm, who had been involved in a feud with his former tag team championship partner, Chris Candido, well, of course, Tammy Lynn Bitch wound up feuding with the real-life Tammy Lynn Sitch, a.k.a. Sonny. After managing the Impact players... To two tag team championships, Lance Storm and Justin Credible, she went on to manage Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger for the remainder of ECW's existence. At that point, she moved on to WWE. Here she began feuding with Tori Wilson over the affections of Tori's father, Al Wilson. I'm sure you remember that storyline now that I brought that back up. And she also spent some time feuding with various other women, including Jackie Gaeta. Uh, not so much in a managerial role, although she did wind up being uh, a manager in a second to a, a few a few gentlemen in WWE. But she did manage a little bit on the independents before ending her career. Finally, we get to the final match in the first round for the Fallen Angel region. Number two seated Missy Hyatt takes on number seven Daphne. Missy Hyatt had spent a little bit of time in world-class championship wrestling, but she began to really make a name for herself when she joined the Universal Wrestling Federation and became part of Hot Stuff International with her boyfriend, Eddie Gilbert. That, that relationship moved over several promotions following, her, uh, following the career of Eddie Gilbert over to Jerry Lawler's CWA, where Eddie Gilbert was involved in a feud with Lawler at the time, and then, of course, moved on to WCW, where Eddie Gilbert was actually uh, trying to help out Jimmy Garvin in his feud with Kevin Sullivan. Eventually, Missy Hyatt finds her way managing Tag Team Championship team, the Nasty Boys. And then she also did some things where she did commentary, she did backstage interviews, and she even found herself in ECW getting involved in the Raven... The Raven, Stevie Richards, Sandman storyline as well. And of course, since that time, she's been in various independents, still working around the country as a valet. Very rarely does she get involved in the ring, but that's not why we're here. And, of course, her opponent in the opening round of the Fallen Angels region is the number 7 seeded Daphne. Everyone knows Daphne for her time as the Scream Queen in WCW, uh, becoming partners and a manager of sorts to not only uh, David Flair, but also a friend of the show, Crowbar. And She spent some time with them. She even wound up winning the Cruiserweight Championship almost, I want to say on accident, but, uh, you know, of course, we're talking WCW here. She also spent some time in uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, portraying the governor as part of the beautiful people. And she also had some time spent with Stevie Richards as Dr. Stevie. So there you go. The final matchup, Missy Hyatt takes on Daphne in the Fallen Angel region. Now for the second half of the first round for this week, we take you over to the original Diva region. Where the number one seated Sunny takes on number eight Lady Blossom in the opening match. Sonny, of course, is a woman who needs no introduction to the average wrestling fan. She got her start in Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, when her boyfriend Chris Candido was working there, actually managed Brian Lee to the Smoky Mountain Championship, and managed those two men as a tag team to the Southern Tag Team Championship. From there, she got the rocket strapped to her, found her way to WWF, and of course became Sonny one half... And eventually, one third, and of course, the valet of the Body Donna's. Uh, the character was uh, that of a fitness guru, and she managed these two fit guys to the WWF Tag Team Championship. And then eventually, Sonny broke out, started managing other teams, and moved along. She managed the Smoking Guns to Tag Team Gold, she managed the Legion of Doom, LOD 2000, and she was just the face of WWF at this time. Matter of fact, so much so that she became the most downloaded woman in AOL history. How's that for a fact for you? Oh, dare I forget? She was also the first manager of Farouk Assad, a.k.a. Farouk, a.k.a. Ron Simmons. There's another little tidbit for you. And eventually, when her her time in WWF ended, she spent some time managing Chris Candido in WCW, also wound up managing Chris Candido and being involved in the triple threat in ECW. And from that point on, Tammy always found her way to the independents managing various wrestlers. But make no mistake about it, for all the major promotions at the time, Tammy made a huge impact. Her opponent in the opening round, the number eight seated Lady Blossom. Lady Blossom's entire career in professional wrestling mirrored that of stunning Steve Austin from his time when he was first coming up in world class where he feuded with Chris Adams and his, the, her, his then wife, Tony Adams, And she came in as Lady Blossom, the former wife of Chris Adams, where in reality they were never really married. But let's not let that get in the way of a great story. So she managed uh, Steve Austin through this feud and also came uh, to to WCW with Steve. And, uh, you know, that's where the, the character of Lady Blossom really began to take off. Uh, she actually helped him beat Bobby in to win the World Television Championship. She was also involved in a major storyline where she was slipping brass knuckles to Steve Austin to help him win all of his matches, which uh, led to a funny moment where she was caught with the brass knuckles uh, by Medusa and uh, Dusty Rhodes. So uh, Lady Blossom there for her man, trying to help him win – also credited, by the way, with coming up with the moniker of Stone Cold for Steve Austin in professional wrestling. So Lady Blossom, your number eight seed takes on your number seven your number one seed, excuse me, Sonny. In the next matchup, we have number four seed Deborah McMichael taking on the number five seed, Charmel. Debra McMichael wound up getting her start in World Championship Wrestling as the second to her then-husband, Steve Mongo McMichael. And actually, because she had been a former beauty queen, uh, she named herself the Queen of WCW. So she spent some time with them, but she eventually turned on uh, Kevin Green, who was teaming up with Mongo McMichael, and Mongo... And, of course, by proxy, his manager, Deborah wound up joining the Four Horsemen. So she wound up being a second to not only Rick, not only Arne Anderson, not only Steve McMichael, the entire group. And what a hell of a group it was. Um, Then again, she wound up teaming up with Jeff Jarrett um, and turning on her husband eventually. And at some point she had managed Goldberg and Alex Wright for a cup of coffee, but I don't remember that. What I do remember is that in 1990, Ninety-eight, She wound up in WWF managing Jeff Jarrett there and actually managed Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart to the WWF tag team titles. So she spent plenty of time there. She also wound up at some point later in her career managing her then husband, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, she did spend some time in the ring, but Deborah is not known as a wrestler. Deborah was always known as a manager, and she was involved with quite a few stories there. So that's your next matchup in the second round: Deborah McMichael taking on the number fifth seed, Charmel. Charmel got started as a Nitro girl in the later days of WCW, before going on to manage the artist formerly known as as Prince Iakea, and then eventually managed Kiwi as well. So not only was she involved in dancing, she was also involved in managing at that point. But she started to make more of a name for herself when she moved on to WWE. She spent a few moments in developmental managing Edge and Christian, and then eventually found her way to the main roster where she was supporting her husband, Booker T, in his feud against Kurt Angle. Eventually, when, uh, when Booker T became the king... Charmell became Queen Charmell, and they ruled the WWF together. And So much, in fact, that Booker T once again won the World Heavyweight Championship with her at his side. And the two of them found their way to TNA, where eventually Booker T wound up winning championships there, of course, with Charmell by his side. So while she started out managing different people over the years, her main focus became Booker T's career, and it paid off in dividends for the five-time, five-time uh, I mean, you get the rest so that 's your second round matchup uh, uh, that 's your first round matchup second match, Deborah against Charmel. Now we move on to the next match number three, Maria canellis taking on number six precious Maria got her start in two thousand and four as a contestant in a diva search and spent quite a bit of time in w- in wwe uh, not exactly managing, but involved in wrestling matches, involved in storylines, actually becoming a backstage interviewer. But it was when she spent her time in Ring of Honor, both back in two thousand and fourteen and recently that she became the manager of Michael Bennett, her husband, and became one of the driving forces behind the group, the Kingdom. She even wound up spending some time with uh, with the kingdom when they when they wrestled in new Japan pro wrestling, and uh, she was actually involved uh, as a, as a competitor. In, uh, in a match where females hadn't wrestled in New Japan in a ring since 2002 where she seconded uh, she seconded Mike Bennett and Matt Taven against Amber Gallows, Doc, Gall- Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson in a six-person tag match. But uh, she was also there representing them, uh, Taven and uh, Bennett, as they were the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Uh, she also uh, was representing the Miracle Mike Bennett when they were in TNA wound up representing Mike Kanellis when they were together in WWE, and of course now, uh, back in Ring of Honor, involved with the kingdom. Her opponent in the first round is the number six seeded Precious. Now, Precious is another woman who actually was pretty much a lifer in the wrestling business that meaning that she managed one man and one man alone and that's of course her real life husband gorgeous jimmy garvin she was brought in as sunshine 2 um, when when jimmy garvin was in world class and then eventually when sunshine was fired because she cost uh jimmy garvin the uh television championship sunshine 2 stepped up and became the precious that we all know and love she wound up sticking with uh with jimmy garvin throughout his career in world class and eventually the AWA, and eventually to Jim Crockett Promotions and World Championship Wrestling. Uh, she was involved with the Freebirds. Uh, she was involved with uh, Mr. Electricity Steve Regal, not the Steve Regal we all know and love, of course. Um, they won the tag team titles from the Road Warriors in the AWA, and eventually those that team lost to Scott Hall and Kurt Henning. How's that for a team for you, in case you don't know your AWA history? Uh, she was also involved um with with plenty of things with jim crockett promotions like i said world championship wrestling uh actually they brought in ron garvin who is in in real life kayfabe i don't know uh precious's stepfather-in-law so the two of those uh those two guys wound up in a feud with uh, rick flair and uh we went on from there uh the feuds with the varsity club of course she's known for and uh of course, we're well known for the Tower of Doom match where Jimmy Garvin was involved, uh, feuding with Kevin Sullivan's group. Quite a bit of history right there for Precious. She's your number six seed. She takes on Maria Canellis in the first round. Finally, the final matchup in the original Diva Division in the first round. Number two, Beulah McGillicuddy takes on number seven, Stacey Keebler. Beulah McGillicuddy is an interesting story because she was brought in in the epic storyline between Raven and Tommy Dreamer in ECW. She was allegedly the fat girl that was making advances at Tommy when they were all kids in camp, and Tommy turned her down. Then all of a sudden she became a sexy woman and wound up in the arms of Raven and involved in the feud with Tommy Dreamer. Now, as the valet of Raven, she wound up being pile-driven Quite a few times, too too many to count, by Tommy Dreamer. But then eventually, as the story continues, it turns out that she's pregnant and she's pregnant with Tommy's son or Tommy's baby or whatever it was. So then eventually, Beulah winds up flip-flopping and going on to manage Tommy Dreamer, whose side she stood by for quite a long time in ECW. It took quite a few beatings, quite a bit of punishment, but she was always there by her man's side. So much so... That after she left the wrestling business, when she came back for further appearances, it was always at the side of Tommy Dreamer. Take it back to both ECW One Night Stand pay per views that WWE ran in 2005 and 2006. She was there with Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman when they took on the Dudley Boys, and she also managed to become involved as a six person in, in, uh, in, in one of the main matches of 2006's one night stand where it was supposed to be tommy dreamer and terry funk against Mick foley and edge but lita and beulah both wound up getting involved and making it a six-person match so in terms of beulah mcgillicuddy quite a valet takes a beating and keeps on ticking or whatever that old phrase is and deeply committed to tommy dreamer she takes on the number seven seated stacy keebler Stacey Keebler began her career in WCW as a voter-selected Nitro Girl and then wound up becoming Miss Hancock, pretty much just dancing on tables at ringside while everybody ogled her. Uh, she did wind up getting involved at some point with David Flair and his feud with the Misfits in action, but she did wind up wrestling more than she did uh, be, uh, performing as a valet. On the final days, though, of WCW Nitro, and this is where it came into play, she wound up becoming a second to Sean Stasiak and actually helped him uh, beat Bam Bam Bigelow on the final edition of uh, Monday Nitro. But taking you into WWE, she was brought in as part of the invasion angle, but she eventually made a name for herself as the manager of the Dudley Boys, and she was known as, quote-unquote, the Duchess of Dudleyville. She actually went on uh, to manage quite a few other people, one of whom was Test. And, of course, you might remember she wore the T-shirt that said, I love testicles, and she even went on to manage the team of Test and Scott Steiner, uh, where where they wound up challenging a few times for the WWF championships. Unfortunately, they never won the belts. She then went on to manage and act as a third partner to the uh, superheroes, um, to, to Rosie and the Hurricane, where she became known as Super Stacy and actually helped them uh, to defend their World Tag Team Championship several times over the next few months. She wound up finishing out her WWE career in a feud against Dawn Marie, and I think at this point her valet days were behind her. And there you have it, folks. Those are the opening matches of the first half of the first round of the Valet 32 tournament. Once again, in the Fallen Angel region, we have number one seeded woman taking on number eight seeded baby doll. Number four, China takes on number five seeded Lita. Number three, Kimberly Page takes on number six, Dawn Marie. And number two, Missy Hyatt takes on number seven, Daphne. Over to the original divas region. Number one seated Sonny takes on number eight Lady Blossom. Number four Deborah McMichael takes on number five Charmell. Number three seated Maria Canellas takes on number six Precious, and number two seated Beulah McGillicuddy takes on the number seventh ranked Stacy Keebler. That's it for the first half of the first round. Don't forget, voting starts Tuesday at noon. The matchups will be up at noon and 2 p.m. every day on Facebook somewhere around those times on Twitter because Twitter doesn't play well with polling, and you have two days to vote for each and every matchup. So that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be looking at the next part of the first round, the First Lady region and the Sensational region. I'm Tony. This has been your breakdown of the first round of the Valet 32 tournament. Hope you're enjoying this. Get out there and vote, and I will talk to you next week.